Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. We're back, and guess what? It's officially NBA Clutch Week, and we'll be discussing some all-time clutch moments and performers, obviously the latest with KD and the Nets, among many, many other things with the hosts of Hardwood, Knox, and Bleacher Reports, Dampa Valley pulling up in the clutch. I'm Miles Gray. And I'm Jack O'Brien. And this is Miles and Jack. And Jack I'm Jack Boom. Whoa, I think we, yo, we kind of killed it on that one. <laughs> I felt very in sync on that one. I'm not gonna Nailed it. Nailed it. Oh, man. Let's welcome wow. our guest, Danfa Valley. You are a lifelong, lifelong Knicks fan. Not lifelongs Knicks fan, but lifelong Knicks fan. Welcome to the show, Dan. Oh. A lifelong Knicks fan who said we would never make it to episode 21 of this yep. show. Well, who's laughing now, Dan? Yeah. Exceeding um. expectations in the face of adversity <laughs> and my, and my right. criticism. Exactly. The utmost adversity. Dan, where are you coming to us from? You, uh, you're you out in New York? Uh, yeah, I'm based on Long Island, New York, so please don't hold that against me if you'd be no. so kind. Uh, but no, Strong Island. I, yeah, the, I, I honestly, I hate it here. I just, it's, <laughs> it's expensive. It's not really nice. Um, if I didn't have like family ties, I wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> got you, got you, got you. Uh, so does your family ties have something to do with you, your lifelong Nixdom fandom? Or is that just, were you like grew up in a Nix house or are you kind of the first of your, of your kind in your home? So I grew up in a household where no one likes sports, but uh, I had some like extended family members that like brought me into Nix fandom. So I, I clearly don't talk to them anymore for the, the havoc <laughs> that they've wreaked upon my, my life. Um, but that's how I got, I got into it. But the other people in my household were smarter. You seem like a young man. So when did you start being a, a Knicks fan? Like, what, what was your era? Uh, 
my, my era was like those late 90s Knicks. Like the some mm-hmm. of my fondest memories are like that 98, 99 team that was the eight mm-hmm. seed and uh, managed to get final. out of the East. Um, but I'm like, I remember watching it so young where I didn't understand the game or like percentages or anything and getting so mad that Michael Jordan would never miss. Like it was that type <laughs> of like, that's the age I was at. And like that yeah. was a fun time to watch though because it felt like it was so unfair and the deck was always stacked against your team because he would just never miss. It, it was like that kind of experience. Yeah. yeah that was the i think the fun part as a kid watching having no concept of how good he was i'm like and when he shoots it he makes it <laughs> like, kind of like my mindset watching him I'm like yeah and that just happened because that's it was Jordan. the last dance was great for that for me because like i didn't understand what was happening in those like those later years like all the drama behind the scenes and mm-hmm. like to sort of be able to see that was super cool and it made me think like they had social media back then that team would have been like the most polarizing thing that we've ever seen in the nba oh, yeah. probably oh man a lot of haters um yeah just just looking at what the way lebron was was treated uh i just learned some of my good friends were lebron haters uh in the early days yeah uh, i'm not not, gonna not pointing any fingers look uh, i'm salty because i also graduated class of 2003 and he set a very high bar for me i was like man i thought i would be the coolest person in 03 and meanwhile it's the, one of the greatest athletes of all time <laughs> it's <laughs> so funny it's such a juvenile way of thinking though too you know you're like well who's in my grade lebron right. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm not saying i was a fully formed adult with that opinion i was a tiny tiny child uh based on who i thought i was but yeah i mean yeah i graduated in 99 i couldn't believe he was already better than me i was like come on man right. this guy you're like this eighth grader is killing it. <laughs> anyway, but let's talk about what's happening. You know, I think the big news, uh, Kevin Durant, the Brooklyn Nets, they have uh-huh. agreed to remain together. Make this thing work. This is why I was distracted before we started recording, because we started having the conversation. Wait a second. So KD, Kyrie, you put four shooters around Ben Simmons which was mm-hmm. always my dream as a Sixers fan in the early stages of the Ben Simmons experiment. I don't know, man. I started getting excited about Ben Simmons. I started looking up some like 2018 articles about Ben Simmons, you wow. know, like when he was like winning rookie of the year and the Sixers were winning 16 in a row while Embiid was hurt. I was flying high. Excited. I was yeah. flying high. Uh, nothing could stop us. So I don't know that that excites me. The Nets are probably the team I root for the most after the Sixers, just because I want to see them succeed. I want to see KD succeed for the same reason I wanted to see LeBron succeed because because you like him. I like him. I like watching him play basketball. Is right. the thing. Now, what is it about him? <laughs> is it because he's so smooth with it? Dan, how do you feel about them? Is it you think this is just something on paper? You think it's there's some potential there? What are your feelings on it? Yeah, I, like they're if they're going to stay together, their highest end outcome is win the title. That team is talented, and this is the best defensive team just because Ben Simmons is there. They've put around during the the KD era. Um, mm. I'm probably just I'm a little bit more worried about the offensive fit than anything. Aside from health, that's combustible and everything. But Ben Simmons is we've never really seen him set a ton of screens or do anything like in the dunker spot. And if you're taking the ball out of his hands, how are you going to use them? And if you're putting the ball in his hands, like you are taking out of Kyrie and KD's hands and they, they are super malleable, but I'm not a big supporter of anything that begins with, well, if you take the ball out of Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving's hands. <laughs> right. So I actually, I feel like offense is more complicated, even though, um, like you said, like they do have a ton of shooting around Ben Simmons, which is what we've been waiting for for over a half decade at right. this point. Um, it feels like, 
I guess the best way I could frame it is they're the team. I could see them winning the title, but this also feels like a could be a play-in team. And so they yeah. feel like they have like the most bizarre range of outcomes of any team in the league right now. Right. Because yeah, it man. feels like it is a, a lot hinges on a lot of things coming together. It's like, well, if every single player plays like this, if Warren comes out of, you know, playing like he was in the bubble, then you're like, oh, oh man. man. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you got something. I'm so I want to I want to see the health reports on him because how did he get signed at the minimum? I was like, I would have just thrown a one year bunch of money at him because he was so good in the bubble. He was just absolutely yeah. tearing it up. Um, So like that was a great flyer. I'm also just skeptical. And you guys can tell me if I'm an idiot here, but Katie's asking for Steve Nash and Sean Marks to get fired. That's very public. And then all of a sudden it's just super cool and everyone's just still together i just i remain a little bit skeptical that this pans out um for the entire year yeah i mean that makes sense you were you were just asking about like we've never really seen it for ben simmons watch that 16 game winning streak my friend (laughs) from his rookie season dial in Uh, dial into those games. dialed in my friend (laughs) i think i for one uh you know I, i was counting on this trade to create a lot of movement of other players and see what's happening things would be very exciting uh i'm also curious now, like with all the teams that were geared up to make a play for Kevin Durant, what kind of permutations are we looking at now? Like, yeah, what what other things can we see? It's probably Donovan Mitchell's the biggest thing that's moving. Yeah, I'm wondering if the Knicks will have like actual competition aside from themselves for his services. Just like if you were involved in the KD sweepstakes, and I don't know that there are a ton of teams that would want Donovan Mitchell after missing on KD, but like the Raptors or. Uh, the Heat, if they're like they've been tangentially mentioned to Donovan Mitchell, so like do any of these other teams like try and up their offers for that, or does this still leak into the regular season? But I am expecting like Pat Bev kind of alluded to this on Twitter, like does the free agents that are left, I'm assuming like oh we'll see a resolution of what's going on with Colin Sexton, unless the Cavs are waiting on a Mitchell deal, um, maybe we'll see something with you know Dennis Schroeder at this point. I think the biggest team to watch. Um, or maybe the two biggest teams is like, do the Suns maybe finally like add someone else? And then the Lakers have been kind of sitting on this Kyrie, th- that offer with Russ and two picks forever. Do they explore other avenues of trade? I saw that they were mentioned that they were interested in reuniting with Dennis Schroeder. And so I do right. think the movement picks up here, but there's also probably the element of some of these teams might still be waiting to see where Donovan Mitchell lands too. Right. There's like a potential Pacers-Lakers deal. Is that a thing that could happen? Yeah. Um, I feel like Lakers fans make a lot of noise about like, well, there's, there's like some, there's some interest in Russ and the Russ contract and the, it's, it's become the Russ contract at this point. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, the, the business yeah. paper. Well, yeah, it'd be two first round picks and Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. And I know like last season, a lot of people were like, we need Buddy Heald. We don't need Russ. But, you know, hindsight is 2020. How's uh, AD's health looking? Like what? What do we? What do we see from him this off season? That's my. That's my big question for the Lakers. It's the off season, so he he gained ten pounds of muscle, single digit body fat at this point, and is ready to go. Like we're nice. we're in August, so that's got to be the status. <laughs> Would you guys give up two first round picks for that trade if you're the Lakers? Because Lakers Twitter is like very much against it. They think Miles Turner's like worth a kind of good second rounder at this point for some reason, which I don't understand. Yeah, it's just a lot of future to give up. It's hard to know. Like we're sticking with LeBron. What's our like long term plan? I'm really curious. I know we we are we're all about winning now, but the fallow years, uh, I can definitely <laughs> see those on the horizon. Truly <laughs> fallow years, and I'm like, well, okay, that's that's uh, that's our new reality. Yeah, I feel like something's got to change. I could talk myself into like Miles Turner could be 
like a Wiggins type reclamation project for the Lakers. And then suddenly like the Lakers are looking good and like AD, he comes back and he's healthy. This is why I love the off season as somebody who only looks at like the positive. The only thing I root against in the NBA is the haters, which is part of the reason I root for like KD and Kyrie to like do so much as like, I'm rooting against the people who are like, look at this clown, like stuff like that. Like that's, that's what I get most excited about is seeing the the haters disappointed when LeBron or KD or Kyrie like actually succeeds. But that's what's great about this time of year is like everything's golden. AD's in great shape. We we don't need Miles Turner. We don't need to make a trade. We're just gonna as the Lakers, we can sit pat. I think yeah. we're sitting on some chips that people <laughs> are uh, undervaluing. I mean, it, it, you know, Jabari, he, you're bringing up a good point. It's like, if we really think AD and Braun are going to be healthy, then why not back that to right. its fullest extent? Yeah. You know, and, and just go pedal to the metal with it. It's just, everything can be a bit of a risk, but I think at a certain point, like, yeah, why put these pieces together and not go for it? I mean, I definitely mm. feel that there's part of me that does would be like, all right, fine. Yeah. Okay, Jeannie, I see what you did there. I know you said you absolutely didn't want to do that, but I also see you saying like, we need to win now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would trend towards that too. And I mean, like, I guess that could be a callous distant way of looking at it, but I'm just, oh, you have LeBron and LeBron is still like one of the five best players in basketball. Like just do it. And you're yeah. going to have to worry about the fallout later. And I do think that like Turner, uh, I'm, I guess I'm like higher on him than consensus, but just his like rim protection and then floor spacing Pairing that with AD, I think him alone would make the Lakers, like, if AD and LeBron are healthy, that inserts them into, like, a different tier in the West than they're in right now. Yeah. I think this imaginary deal is worth it for the Lakers to do. They should do (laughs) it. Fantastic. All right. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come right back to talk about just some of the the top clutch plays, because it is clutch week in the NBA. We'll be right back. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back. Back. And it's time to talk NBA Clutch Week. Mm-hmm. Great branding for LeBron's agency, uh, but <laughs> probably Great probably collab. unintentional. <laughs> Spelling is different. Yeah. It's stylish amongst uh, you know, the stat nerds to be like, there's no such thing as like clutch players or like momentum or you know, it it actually equals out over time. That's my impression of a stat nerd. But I think that's simply not true. Uh, and let's give our top clutch players of all time. Guess first. Dan, how about you? Uh, oh, this is like such a cliche, but uh, just what I was talking about to you guys at the top of this is Michael Jordan for me. Like, I don't remember from my youth when I was actually young at one time. Like, I don't ever remember him missing. And I think one of the <laughs> earliest like memories I have of understanding basketball and what was happening was like his shot over Russell and like mm-hmm. to have that type of moment and then to go back and look at and read about like all the other shots that he hit earlier in his career before I was understanding what was actually going down. There was just something about him where he just had that like it factor in those moments. And I don't know that there's anyone else in NBA history. I'd rather put the ball in the hands than, than just Michael Jordan. I don't care what rules we're talking about either. Today's rules, the rules back then, I think it would still be him for me. Yeah. I've heard of him. I need to go back and watch some tape. He's pretty Yeah, I'm going to watch this clip just to get from it. You said this is uh, over uh, someone named Russell. What's his last name? <laughs> oh, Brian Russell. Oh, yes, this is coming up. Yes, okay, let me just check this. Okay, so it looks like he stole it from someone named Mal One. Mal One. Oh, Malone. Okay. number six. Michael against Russell. 12 seconds. 11. 10. Jordan. Oh, my. That is like. That is one of just like the, the top plays, yeah. you know? I mean, and, and it's also putting together like one of the most clutch defensive plays of all time with one of the most clutch shots of all time from somebody who did it from the start of their career as a freshman in college to the end of their career that I acknowledge is the end of his run with the Bulls. Yeah, uh, Jordan. Jordan's a good one. I did not see that one coming. I'm not gonna lie. I did. Uh, wow. So I didn't want to go first. I wanted someone else to pick him so I could get creative. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people are gonna expect me. I'm gonna go second. By the way, Miles. Sorry about that. Okay. A lot of people are gonna expect me to say Robert Ori because 
He's our best friend. I'm his best friend. Yeah. Uh, Got out Robert Keith or our best friend. Robert Keith or. I'm going to go LeBron James because. Huh. Have you guys heard of LeBron James? I've heard of him. I know. I think that's how I pronounce it. Can I get a second to Google really quick? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One sec, one sec. Because coming into the league, everybody was mad at him for not always taking the big shot and sometimes passing it to a obscenely wide open teammate while, <laughs> while being mobbed by three people. And everyone was like, that's not how you do it as a, like, look at, look you at play Kobe. Smart. Yeah. You got to be tough. You got to be the hero. And throughout his career was just a basketball computer that was incapable of making the wrong decision with the ball. But then once he got dominant enough at scoring like he had that he had that run like when he was going to the finals every year with the Cavs there was that one Toronto series where he was just like you knew he was going to hit a game winner every time against the Raptors and it just didn't matter like he just he hit like step backs he hit one where he was just running out of bounds the opposite way off <laughs> one foot like fading away like and just banked it off and it was really like a run that I feel like people just because of branding because when he was first coming in to the league he was not associated as like a hero ball type he doesn't get brought up as much in these conversations but I, I'm gonna give it to my you know I'm not his best friend but we're pretty tight so I'm gonna give best it to friend adjacent yeah. yeah my very good friend LeBron James ah yeah well I'm a good friend and mm. a loyal Laker fan so I would, there's only one person for me, and that's Robert Keith Ori. But there is something, when I look at these clutch shots, there's also something that I have a, a good feeling about Ray Allen as well. Because mm-hmm. I think about that corner three in game six of the 2013 finals, the forced overtime, and the manner in which he has to score like to get that shot off is, I feel like, the definition of clutch. Like, are you so locked in that you're like scrambling to get your feet right, your everything right, and then you still get the shot off and make it? There's something to me about that too that I'm like, damn, that feels like a truly like one of these just like things where you're like, oh, you had to go out of body to coordinate everything to get that done. So out of loyalty and respect, Robert Keith Ori, honorable mention, Ray Allen. James catches, puts up a three, won't go, rebound box, back out to Allen, his three-pointer, Also got to give it up to Joe Johnson, who, yeah. who's not necessarily somebody who is on the same level as these folks, but like did have an absurd run there for a while where he was just like, get him the ball, get out of his way. Mr. Iso. What about block? What about on the defensive side? Clutch defense. I mean, Ooh. that's another argument for LeBron. Super producer Jabari put together a list of like the biggest like clutch blocks and he's on here twice one for a block i had forgotten but when he blocked the splitter coming down the lane he came off of Kawhi and blocked splitter violently but then of course he has the most famous clutch block of all time has chased down a biggie but yeah the splitter dunk is just pretty dope Parker to Neal. Great pass from Parker. Splitting the doubles. <laughs> okay, so. Splitters. 
This is one of the great blocks you will ever see. Oh, God. <laughs> That's my truly broke watching that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it was almost as if like if LeBron wasn't there, if you were able to like Photoshop him out, you'd think he tried to dunk on an invisible wall. Like yeah. he just all forward progress stops at yeah. LeBron. He's like, here it goes. No, we we've had some pretty great chase downs of late, but like that chase down, it is at a, another level for like a defensive highlight that that chase down block. The the whole 2016 finals like puts him on another level. Where did he come from? You can watch a three-hour highlight film of him doing that to people Every throughout angle. his career, just coming out of nowhere. You see him change his feet a little bit where he goes, oh, wait, nope, I yep. have to readjust because I'm about yeah. to take off for a block now. And Best chase down blocker of all time. It's really a shame it happened in those jerseys that moment. I know that's just not even kind of on topic, but it'd be nice if it happened in not those jerseys. That's such a good point. Yeah, people don't talk enough about how bad those jerseys were. That, like, you know, the Cavs had some dope jerseys throughout their career, like those blue and orange ones. I, those are sick. Those yeah. are tight. Man. You don't like the kind of t shirt one? <laughs> Those are like, I just don't know what, I don't know what people were thinking about that. Those were just, they couldn't even like make them, at least make them like creative in the design if you're going to have them wear t-shirts, but they were just so plain and hideous. Like that was just the Christmas day. Do you remember those Christmas day uniforms too that year? That was just atrocious. Yeah. Yeah. Less is more. Less is more folks. We had a rough run there for a little while where the almost t-shirt was like a a trend someone was chasing. Right. What what about you, uh, Dan? Do you have a favorite clutch defensive play? Favorite clutch player? Or clutch shot? Like we didn't we didn't really dig in on clutch shots. Uh, if I'm allowed to go full homer for this, I think yeah. my favorite clutch shot of all time is either between LJ's four point play against okay. the Pacers or mm-hmm. that um, Allen Houston shot on the Heat where it bounces off the back rim and then like Straight drops up. in with point eight yeah. seconds left. The Knicks have to get themselves two chances to tie or win the ball game. Four seconds. Van Gundy calls a play a triangle. That usually means something for Ewing. Out of Houston. Houston ducks under. Got it. With eight tenths left. I remember watching it hit like the back rim like that going up, and like I'm, my heart probably had to had to stop. So those two moments <laughs> are being the deadingly disenchanted Knicks fan that I am. Those two stand out. Yeah. Just, yeah, you were clinically dead for that little space. When I was young enough to still have hope. Right. uh, That's what made it so exhilarating. (laughs) Is that the biggest four-point play, like, in terms of clutch? I feel like there's got to be I feel like Jamal Crawford has to have one of them, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He he was an artist of it. But, like, that was at a time when I feel like four-point plays were... It was like a triple play in baseball. It was like it never happened, you know? And now, like, people... Feel like there there are the four point play artists who like figured out the how to draw the foul and get it to go pretty regularly. But that that truly felt like an anomaly. That was like right. a one of those NBA plays that feel like stopped everything when when it happened. I lost my mind when he hit that shot, and then years later, and even now I think about. It, I remember I interviewed him about it once, and I don't remember his response because it was when I first started in the industry. But I was like, "How do you go and then just hit a free throw?" 
after that. Like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm watching and I lost my mind. And so I just couldn't believe that he went and then was able to hit that free throw still. I guess that's why he's the professional basketball player. Right. Yeah. There's some Dame shots that felt like there were a couple years there that similar to what I was talking about with LeBron when it was just like he couldn't be stopped by anyone that was coming out of the Eastern Conference in the in the playoffs and he was going to hit a game winner. Dame has had like some some games in particular in the playoffs, but just it truly felt like out of body, uncanny valley type stuff that I, I don't have any like queued up, but true pretty <laughs> wild stuff. Yeah, I mean Dame ended OKC and he kinda like end that Dwight Howard Houston era too. Like he yeah, just like right. ended entire windows with his shots. Yeah. yeah. Hitting that sidestep three from the logo, like which again, like the LJ thing f- feels a little bit more common now, but at the time was like, how's he shooting from out there like that? Like, un- yeah. Uncanny. So in modern times, active players, who are you picking now to take your last shot? I think this might actually be an unpopular pick. I would go with Steph. I think in part because he has one of the most brazen like game winners in memory like that uh mid-february game at okc it was on a saturday night wild. he just pulls up from basically half court in overtime and just like the audacity yeah that he has i would go i would well, go steph's got right a now. demon game that was my favorite tweet from that live someone was like steph's got a demon that's it i've yeah. never seen that and that's spectacular <laughs> yeah that was so cool they do have a timeout decide not to use a curry way downtown bang bang oh what a shot from curry with six tenths of a second remaining, the brilliant shooting of Stephen Curry continues. And he ties the NBA record with his 12th three pointer of the game. I think that is a, yeah, that's a great point because it's like part audacity, part skill, part self belief. But yeah, you almost, you need to say, no, I'm going to take this shot because I see it going in. Yeah. Then, yeah. Okay. I'm going uh, Vinny Johnson today. I think I think Vinny Johnson <laughs> still got it. <laughs> um, no, you know Vinny Johnson. We we got to shout him out for yeah uh, back in the day. But um, yeah, today I mean we we haven't talked a lot about KD, but you know Dark Horse pick the greatest offensive player to ever play the game might be my pick in Kevin Durant. You think he's the greatest offensive player? Like, not even just scorer, just flat-out offensive Yeah, maybe player? greatest scorer. Yeah, okay, okay. That's, that's a better way of putting I, I saw Dan show. He, said, he was about to be like, wait, hold on, what? <laughs> My uh, God, he start- threw his chair across the room. Through <laughs> <laughs> the Zoom screen. Yeah, I think uh, I've, I've been such a fan of Damian Lillard. The thing that I love is to see players that will devastate the fans, too. Mm-hmm. And there is something about some of those shots he's hit where I'm like, oh, that must have been terrible to be in that arena, like, and to be on the opposite side of that. Yeah. Um. So, I think that yes. one game against Houston, I think it was the first round, but it was a deciding game against Houston where he was playing out of his mind and then got that open look. And I just remember it was like dead silent in Houston, and you just heard him do that, and they threw it right to him, and it was. Like you knew, I turned around like before before he even took the shot because he just right. like Harden had given him a little bit too much room. Speaking of the Pacific Northwest, because you were yeah, yeah. We were just talking about Portland, Seattle had a bit of a treat. The crossover uh, was going down over there, and they got to see the likes of LeBron James, Isaiah Thomas, Jason Tatum light up the court, 
And there were a few highlights that were interesting, but the one thing that really blew my mind was seeing the line of fans trying to get into the gym when they heard LeBron James and Tatum were going to be playing. Have you seen this, Dan? Yes, I did see it. People were calling for him to like move the venue now, and he was like, no, I love I loved Jamal Crawford. I love that dude. The line of people, for people who haven't seen it, someone took a clip on Twitter uh, just going down all the people waiting to get in and I'm not joking. It's like a minute and 20 second clip that's spun, like sped up from like maybe wow. one and a half times. Yeah. And people got chairs. People got tents, sleeping bags, sleeping pads, blankets. Like there's some good tents out there, too. Some really good tents, some really yeah. good chairs, too. But yeah. all this to say, I'm like, man, this just all this sort of for me just underlines the fact that I'm like, man, Seattle really they deserve a team like they're mm. they need to have a team. I was so broken up even as like you know like i part of my idea of what the west is is playing the sonics yeah and to not have that is like a huge hole that i forget is there in my fan soul but to see like the people pack that gym out to know the gym was so crowded that like the floor was getting condensation on it you're like yep this is uh man i'm like let's let's get them a team huh i miss those sonics jerseys too me too i was just gonna say the colorway is missing from the nba that green and yellow yeah, green and yellow, green are you majority. Mean, or the green and like maroon sort of late Latter-day Sonics. Jersey. I think they I both like the worked school. really well. Yeah, they didn't have bad jerseys. And yeah. one of the best names, like, you know. Right. Yeah, just a lot of fun. They need a team. They need to be named the Sonics. But yeah, there's a, there's a fan base for them, for sure. Yeah, the fans in the Pacific Northwest are just so loyal and dedicated i mean like the second any team goes up in that area like the, the games are sold out like no matter what the sport is portland's fan base like around there too like they're really into it like they have one of the best like home court advantages in the league i think yeah for sure we had a show up there and you could just like ask a cab driver about like mo most towns like you ask a cab driver something about the local nba team and like you're like maybe 20 percent gonna right. get like somebody who who knows anything in portland you ask a you ask a cab driver and they like know everything they're like well dame's hurt but i think when he comes back like we'll give you an in-depth answer yeah. and we'll like know history about the team and it's it's dope like that it is an actual culture i remember that you were just kind of like how you feeling about the blazers yeah. And then suddenly, like we were on this dude's podcast, <laughs> and I was like, "Man, he's he is verse." The yeah. same thing happened when we did a show in Minnesota too. I remember when we were driving to the venue too. The uh, the cab driver we were talking to was just going off about the war. He was like, "I'm actually a Bucks fan," but they right. had so much to say, and I was like, "Gotta love it, gotta love it." Yeah. So one detail, because I my first question after was like, "Well, did he put on a show? Did LeBron put on a show for the for the people of Seattle?" And unfortunately, uh, it was a skating rink in there yeah. because the venue was not ready for that many Three people in a closed in a closed environment. It looked like when I would play sock basketball with my friends in socks, using a sock to you know <laughs> dug it in the thing, um, like that. Like that. That honestly looked like they they were sliding around out there. So Boy. they, I think they cut it short. He still had a like a couple dunks and uh, Tatum to LeBron alley oop, which was fun to see but the best moment is him just walking through the crowd yeah man of the people oh yeah I love it's it. like the closest it feels like a superhero film yeah you know like because he's already you know he's big so already he's like towering over all the like adoring people but just like yeah the way he was moving through and just 
watching the magnetic energy of wherever he was, just watching the crowd like slowly drift towards him was a very nice moment for sure. I think we need more pro-am coverage. I think this needs to be the off-season of any professional sport, but like even more the NBA because it's so fun to watch them against people who aren't NBA players and just like how good that it's a good level setting. You really see how big LeBron James is and right, how right. fast he is. Or even when him playing at half speed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, know, yeah. To not injure himself. Which is right. wild. But yeah, I think that's I really love watching that too, because other sports don't really give you something like this. Right. Where like it sort of distills these people back down to their essence as just like hoopers. And they're like, Where's where like where's the next game at? And right. like, oh, right. over there. And suddenly it's LeBron James, Jason Tatum, like in this gym. Then it's so sweaty in there. The floor gets slick. Like you're not going to get that same kind of interaction like with other athletes or fans like that in another sport. But I think it's it's so fun to watch because it kind of helps me realize how much you love the game and how much they love the game, too. I like the abruptness of it, too. Like all of a sudden, Jason Tatum's going to play in the cross. Like that wasn't yeah. that, like, a thing 12 hours before it happened. Like it's cool finding out about stuff like that so close to tip off. Right. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, let's get our tent because we're going to have to <laughs> sleep outside <laughs> to see them play. And then bring that level of connection and commitment out from the, the fans, too. It's just like, oh, beautiful, beautiful. And then sometimes you get a little spicy hometown rivalry where it's like, oh, you were the best player of the last five years from this hometown. And now this is the best player of the next five years, DeJounte Murray and Paolo. You know, that was, that was interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It's fun. Let's do it up. More pro-ams and do goofy stuff in the pro-ams, like, uh, you know, four-point shots and stuff like that. Exactly. 50-point baskets. With it. 50 point jock, <laughs> Thank please. you. All right. Let's take another quick break. We're going to be right back for the famous rapid-fire oh, round of no, questions. I'm so sorry. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DK Hoops only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And guess what, Dan Favalli? You are in the hot seat because it's time for the rapid-fire round of questions. Holy cow, man. In this case, we are asking you a question. Whatever your first response is, your instinct tells you, just give us that. Don't think. It has to be quick, quick, quick. That's the whole point. Question, question, answer, question, answer, okay? Do not slow it up with anything, okay? We would like to be really clear about that with the guests up top. It's rapid. So... Take my time, think it through, explain it, got it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. All right. Ready? Uh, oh, first of all, uh, well, here we go. Start the clock. Okay, now, Jack, do you want to go first? Or should I go? I, uh, I would let you. I was just going to, like, table, uh, put put a notion on the table that you all start right. asking that in a little bit of a nicer way because uh, Super Producer Jabari and Super Producer Brian, I feel like, deserve just a little more respect. Uh, they are starting the clock. Uh, okay, they sorry. heard you. You don't need to scream at okay, them. Be that's so fine. rude. Uh, please bro. begin the countdown sequence. Thank you. Uh, okay, uh, you can this go. Is, okay, so far we're so good. We're staying on track to be one of our fastest Pew! segments. Uh, so I'm sorry. Did you want to go first? We didn't. We still didn't work that out. No, I said you could go first, man. Okay, this is Do you want me to You're, go first? Oh, I don't know. You're humiliating me in front of the guest. <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm so sorry about that. Dan, rapid fire. Start the clock. Keep the clock going. All right, keep please. it going, Dan. Carl Anthony Towns or Larry Bird in a three-point competition? Oh, God. Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Wow. Wow. Okay. I mean, controversial take in Boston. I feel like mm-hmm. people in Boston might not appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, curious. But in any other town, I'd say that's the right <laughs> question. Uh, we do make a little time for wordplay like that. Little it's fun. Little here we there, do like that. Little. Fun. Uh, all right. Rapid. Get ready. Boom. Uh, Three-point stance. Uh, which team wins a postseason series first, uh, the Nets or the Knicks? The Nets. Okay. Nope. And so you've totally given up on the Knicks? or it, Have you given up on the Thibodeau era? Where, where are we at with your, with your Knicks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I think everything they've done is fine to just be in the middle and not win any playoff series at this point. And the Nets, right. at least, we just talked about them before. There's... There's like a outcome where they're terrible, but there's an outcome where they win where the they title. So I'll, <laughs> right, I'll take right, that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Huh. huh. Okay. I'm sorry. Rapid. Rapid. Here we go. Dan, pizza style. Who's on top? New York, Detroit, or Chi Town? 
it's it'd be New York for me. There's a bias there, but Chi Town Pizza is like a cake. It's right. just the own like the so I don't know how it would be then, but I've I've never had it. I've heard very good things about Detroit pizza though. So, so. Mm. Oh yeah. Okay, their pan pizza. Oh and also follow up question. Where's the best slice in New York City? Uh there's this place called like Joe's, I think, in Rockefeller Center that's like uh, technically underground and it's mm-hmm. like really it's the best pizza I've ever had in my entire life. I haven't been there in years since the pandemic started, but it was just so good. But you can't I don't know if you can get a bad slice anywhere in like the heart of New York City. Joe's mm. is also my favorite, and I've never heard anybody else go with Joe's. So, Wait, really? Uh, shout out, yeah. R- Joe's on uh I used to live in the West Village right by the West Fourth Street stop. That's my favorite plain slice. I have a favorite Sicilian slice, Bleecker Street Pizza, but my favorite plain slice in New York City is the Joe's plain slice. Wow. Uh West Fourth Street. Okay. Um, well, Jack, the question was for Dan, but um okay. let's keep it rapid. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, happy Dan. that I'm like not totally incorrect. So no, you were, yeah, yeah. no and, and Dan, I'm sorry that this is not living up to the rapid you know, description. I'm, told, I'm cool with whatever. Okay, thank um, you. My bad. You did so choose good. the wrong Joes, I just had to say. Uh, but that's all right. Um, <laughs> you make a three to win an NBA Finals game. What does your celebration look like? <laughs> oh, man. I'm like a spinning leap. Um, oh. And I don't have a vertical, so it might just be a spin. Right. Like a pirouette, like you go up. What are you doing? Like a 180? Can you do a full 360, you think? I would do I try to go for the full 360 and I'm definitely like injuring a hamstring or a calf like on the way down when I'm landing but that's yeah. absolutely what I'm not flexing because that'd be embarrassing. Yeah. I'd be very cognizant of that with cameras in front of me hopefully. Oh, you wouldn't flex. Okay. Mm. No. Look, I, no one needs to see that. <laughs> yeah. What would you do, Jack? Uh I would be I would be flexing because I would not be seen in public not flexing. I think you know that about me, Miles. Mm-hmm. Probably like I would <laughs> I was just like burst into tears like I just won the title, even if it was inappropriate. Like we didn't say to win the NBA finals. It's in an NBA finals game. So I think I've always thought it'd be funny. It's the end of the first start, quarter. Just start weeping. You try a knee slide on the parquet. Yeah. Like, ah! <laughs> because we, we accept when a player starts crying when they win a title, but nobody has tested the starts crying when they right. win a regular season game. Right. I would probably yeah. drink a fan's beer. Yeah, like, that's a good one. I would that's grab. Cool. I would grab in a wave like whoever the opposition. I grab their beer after I hit it, and I would just pound the whole thing and be like, "Ah, nice." I drink your beer. I would hope I'd have an iconic stare, like how Dame has his, or like even the Tyler Hero stare. I want a meme made out of my stare or oh, look okay. after I make that shot. Yeah. I don't know what face I'm making, but I'm hoping it gets me. <laughs> yeah, but that'd be funny if it's like the most awkward face, where it's like, hmm. It would be for me. Like my probably just be my big ass forehead, just um taking up the Killer. entire meme of the screen. Killer. You know okay, what's an underrated? You know what's an underrated oh. facial expression <laughs> after a game winning shot is Vladi when he hit the layup in game one against the Bulls and he ran down the court with his hands on his face like uh Kevin in Home Alone yeah. was like, Oh no, what did I do? Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I think something like that that's a little bit silly would be what I would aspire to. Yeah. Or tears. Or did you see that one little boy who was trying to be like Steph and he literally laid down on the court and went good night on him? <laughs> <laughs> Threw it up and he Cute. laid on the court like this. <laughs> yeah. Disrespect. I love it. Okay, moving on. Rapid. Mm. Uh is it me? Or is oh, it you? Nope, it's me. Ha ha ha. Patrick Ewing or David Robinson all time. 
Oh, David Robinson. That hurts me. I love Pat, but it's okay. it's David Robinson. Wow. I don't even know if it's that close. Wow. 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 Man. Wanted to give wanted to give Pat some love there. I mean, okay. I'm a, I'm I love Pat, close. but just go back and watch Prime David Robinson highlights. That dude was mesmerizing on so yeah. many levels. Yeah. Talk the about sad arms, too. Yeah. I'll take me. Patrick Ewing's knee pads though. Those things were ginormous. Those yeah. Yeah, I, I love those knee pads. It's wild, though, too. I think maybe I was saying this off mic, how my appreciation for... Were we saying this on mic? For big men off. completely changed? Because when I was a kid, I had no concept for like people who wore knee pads. I was like, man, you can't be good <laughs> if you wear knee pads out there. And I'm like, these are some of the best players we've seen. Uh, mm. Some of these big men. Anyway, uh, moving on. Jack? Uh, is Donovan Mitchell in a Knicks jersey when the season starts? I'm going to say no. I think the Knicks are going to, like, the Jazz are going to try and squeeze every asset out of the Knicks. They're going to maintain their ground, start the season like four and seven, and then overpay to get them. I think that's just <laughs> how this probably ends. <laughs> and finally, Dan, Miles or Jack? Oh, I can't. You both are equally super high on my ladder. You're not tricking me on that one. Wow. This Dip is huge for me. Everybody else has immediately and instinctively answer. gone Miles. Uh, this is really, uh, wow. That, that that means so much to tie on this. And that means a lot to us. Thank you. You're fair. He's a you're a kind god, Dan. And we appreciate I've made a career out of copping out, so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and I am putting my own idea into motion. I am weeping openly. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is my celebration <laughs> wiping tears off with my jersey oh Dan Valley, thank you so much for stopping by on Miles and Jack got mad boosties man where can people find you and follow you check you out listen to you and all that yeah they can find me and all my nonsense just on Twitter at Dan Favale F-A-V-A-L-E uh, and follow at your own risk but follow <laughs> perfect, right, perfect, perfect. Uh, and you know where to find us I think right yeah yeah you know, you, I, I think I know you. where to find you. You're at Miles O'Brien. Yeah, you're at Jack underscore O'Brien. I knew that. We knew that. Yeah. We on all... Twitter. Twitter. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. And okay. Instagram for me. But thank you all for listening. Guess what? Episode 22 in the books. Coming back with that MJ on our back like we never left. Uh, until next time, remember, Miles and Jack got mad boosties. And that's a fact. Don't this is an forget NBA it. The NBA has endorsed that fact. I can get net uh, or could get net. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season... 
We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 